All right, so first we kick off with Rampage since Dynamite was on a Saturday this week. Again, uh, so right. Rampage, uh, we kicked off with the first round of the world title tournament, which was Powerhouse Hobbs versus Orange Cassidy. This match went, it was decent. It was a decent match. Uh, Hobbs dominated it for the most part. They played up, uh, so this was their second time ever wrestling each other. And the first time ended in like 30 12, seconds. It was 12 seconds to be exact. Oh, damn. Okay. Apparently, that's the shortest match in AW history from what commentators are saying. Yeah, so, so they did the same maneuvers as the first match with Cassidy dodging Hobbs, going under him, and then hitting a uh, what what does he call it? An orange punch? It's I have no idea, but I don't like the finish. I don't like it, so. Yeah, me neither. But then instead of getting hit this time, Hobbs reversed it into a nice spine buster. And then, you know, the whole match was just him beating Cassidy up. Your, your typical big man, little man match. And uh, he, Hobbs was working Cassidy in the corner. And the ref was telling him, you know, you get a five count when they're in the corner. Hobbs picked up the fucking ref like he was a baby. <laughs> put him in the other corner. Oh, I loved it. And then Hook got on the apron telling him, yo, relax because you're going to get DQ'd. So he tried to relax, but then the ref, like he put his hand on the ref's shoulder and the, and the ref just tossed his hand away. And that's when Cassidy came up and did his little mouse trap roll-up thing for the win. Um, so Hobbs wins. I didn't, like, I didn't like the finish of the match. Hobbs' spine busters are, are a thing of beauty to watch. Yeah, I think uh, he has the best spine buster in the business right now. It is spot on, especially... Since Cassidy is smaller, it's easier to sell. And it's easier to make it look extremely fucking clean. But I really don't like the mousetrap roller for the win, especially in a tournament like this. I fucked with it because there was I, I didn't want to see Hobbs get pinned again by like a finisher or whatever. So Yeah, it, it made sense in it's a way. Better, but it's, it's either he either wins or he loses by roll up. That that's it. All right, I I'll agree with it just this one fucking time. You really wanted you wouldn't really him to lose by another orange punch? That shit would look so stupid. Fuck no. Excuse yeah, exactly. my French, but fuck no. All right, then. This was the only option. If they, if they had to pin him, this was the best option. Because they weren't going to do a DQ, and they weren't going to do a counter. You know, AEW don't fuck with that type of shit. So it was, that was the only option. Uh, yeah. I guess. Still not a fan of it, but... If it's for my boy Hobbs to still look pretty to look pretty strong, I'm okay with it. You know, just to talk about Hobbs a little bit, um, him and Ricky, they are not gonna go anywhere, right? At least not right now, as singles guys, because the men's singles is way too stacked. And don't get him, don't get me wrong, the tag division is also stacked, but them as a tag team, I feel, would get further along in their career than they would as singles right now. I would love them as a tag team. Because, I mean, who's really, like, look at the, uh, I don't know, like, the acclaimed, I think they're, I think they're done. You know, I don't think they'll ever yeah, get they, back. They're done with. Jurassic Express, I guess, they're, they're still relevant, right? And then oh, they're still over. You see how the crowd is chanting? Well, right now, they're chanting for Luchasaurus. He's right. out because of the power bomb, but they're still pretty over. They'll and eventually 
get a t- win the title. Like FTR, proud they're going to Proud and powerful. Yeah, those guys are not. I don't think they're going to win tag titles anytime soon. To be nope. Honest. Uh, Private Party not going to do anytime soon. Seidel brothers are just jobbers. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like they should enter the tag team division. What's the point of being Team Taz if they're all singles guys? It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. Ricky started as tag team champion. Like I could, I can imagine the promos, the celebrations. I'm all for it. I'm all game, bro. You know what I mean? Because you're not gonna do anything right now in singles, bro. Like they're not more over than than Malachi Black than Sammy. It's than because Nicole. they were stuck on that damn feud with Brian fucking Cage, and he only shows up once every couple weeks. We haven't even seen him. What the last, what a week or two already? We haven't seen him. I think it's because he's injured. Injury prone. And Ricky, remember, Ricky was injured for a long ass time too. Yeah, that, that was another problem. Yeah, but didn't they drag the feud on too long? All right, anyway, let's move on from this shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, Penta came out for a promo with Alex because I guess Ray Phoenix got they're like selling uh, an injury for him. I guess not sure where he was. Um, yeah, but he came out to cut a promo before it even started. Alex immediately pointed to the crowd and there was two guys who were wearing the La Superana masks that FTR wore when they beat them for the AAA tag titles. He went after them, took the mask off. Of course, it wasn't FTR. And then FTR came out and attacked them from behind. Those guys were too little to be FTR. Yeah, they they were nowhere near as bulky as FTR are. So... (laughs) Then Pat came out to try to help, but of course, FTR ran away. Typical. That was a waste of time, in all honesty. What was the point of that segment? To further build their match, I guess. I don't know. I mean, but then why Why is Pac involved, you know? If it's That's FTR and the Luchamos. Yeah, but then who's... All right. All right, basically... Phoenix is injured. How can he come out? Is Phoenix legit injured? No, I don't think so. But it doesn't make sense either way for him to come out if they're selling an injury for him. Okay, I I get what you're saying now. All right. Yeah, it's not. He's not involved in the storyline, but he's still in the death triangle. So he had to. Okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. All right, all right. Remember, right, so AEW baby faces actually have friends, you know. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the best match of the night: Anna J versus Doctor Britt Baker. The- Do you know this is my favorite match of the night? And sorry for cutting you off. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you redo that, bro. Because I, I cut you off when you said DMD. Nice, whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this match. Uh, it was. Not good. See, this is the thing I don't understand about the women's division in AEW. This is my one, not my one big criticism, but it's definitely one of them. One of my biggest criticisms is they put the wrong girls on TV. Yes. Nowhere near ready to be in this kind of spotlight. I know why she's in this spotlight, but she's not ready for it. Yeah, through the whole match, she was like, how, how could I say it? She, she looked like she for, yeah. She looked like she forgot her moves, slow pace. 
like Britt sets her up and it's like she forgets and boom, just go straight to it. It was it was really bad. There's a lot of spots where she took too long to do the move. Like the art, what was it that she was on the apron and Britt came. She did that sl super slow kick to the head and then she was hanging on the rope. Britt was waiting for her and she kind of hesitated. And then she went and did the move, and it looked like everything was just in slow motion. Even the way she runs, it looks so slow. Like, it's ridiculous. She it's definitely. Like she's not athletic at all. Zach, she definitely, definitely has to move back to dark and elevation for, for a while. For definitely for a while. I'll give her this, though. She is over with the crowd. I'll give her that. Well, yeah, she's gorgeous. Well, true. But it obviously has it's more to do with the dark order, I think. It is all to do with the dark order. Um, so you know, little things that happened in this match. There was some mat wrestling. Again, it was like it was underwater, but it, it wasn't sloppy though. I'll give it that. It was not sloppy. It actually looked good. I just wish they did it a little faster. Um said it was underwater. <laughs> Brit, you know, Brit, I see this is the thing. Britt, I don't know if she ever went to the performance center before, but Shuddy knows where the camera is at all times. She knows how to work that hard cam. All you times. Know? The wink, and then at the end with the submission, she knows exactly where the cameras are at. I love it. I don't mind. You know I love seeing Britt's face. Anna J hit a nice DDT for a two count. There was a nice transition where uh, Anna had her in a crucifix and they were going into like different pinning positions and then they transitioned Britt gave up her back because she kicked out and then Anna caught her in the queen slayer I thought that was really nice looking to be honest um Britt reached the ropes and then after they got up uh rebel I think it was distracted Anna J for a little bit um and then Britt grabbed her head into the ropes and then she got back in the ring, hit a super kick into the lockjaw. Anna J taps. After the match, she kept attacking Anna. She locked her in the lockjaw again. And out comes her best friend, Ty Conti, for the save. She lifted up the title. We obviously know what that means. Anna, start, no, sorry. Ty Conti, excuse me, <laughs> versus Britt Baker for the title at full gear. It's That's probably interesting. It's probably going to be almost the same as this match, maybe a little more fast-paced, but I don't see it being any different than this match against Actually, Anna Jay. You do? Yes. Ty Conti is a lot better than Anna Jay. Exactly. Like, so a I'm lot saying, better. It's going to move a little faster, but can Britt actually really keep up with her? I think they're about the same level, to be honest with you. Okay. I could be wrong. Who knows? But... Just waiting to find out. Yep. So after that, there's another thing I actually want to talk about. We they released the uh, TBS Women's Championship bracket. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Statlander, and Nyla Rose. They all got first round buys, and the explanation for why they got the buys was because they were ranked two through five in the rankings. So that makes perfect sense, right? They're ranked. They don't, need to, they don't need to go through the first round. That's great. And so the people who do need to fight through the first round are Sheeta, Serena Deeb, Ruby, 
Penelope Ford, Bunny, Red Velvet, Anna Jay, and Jamie Hayter. And the matchups were Sheeta versus D part two, Ruby versus Penelope, The Bunny versus Red Velvet, and Anna Jay versus Jamie Hayter. I can't lie, I actually like that bracket. It's pretty balanced. Especially the second round. I cannot wait for the second round. I can't wait for that first round matchup with with uh, Sheeta. So, so, we'll so we'll get to that in a little bit. Right. And deep, deep. Right away, Pac hit a spinning heel kick to the body to hit a, a snap German suplex into a tope suicida. Awesome trans. I love shit like that. I love when people combine their moves like that and pack so fucking smooth with everything he does. So smooth and fast, too. An- another big move. Uh, so pack was like at the leaning on the bottom rope, and Andrade hit like a super, super crazy drop kick. And then his and then pack was just like dangling from the bottom rope all, onto the outside on his head. That shit looked gnarly just because I know his blood was flowing through his head, uh, down his head a lot. Fuck yeah. He stayed that shit for, for like 30 seconds, it seemed like. And after 10 seconds, I started getting lightheaded. Andrade went for a leg drop and Pac moved out of the way. So he bumped, he bumped his ass on the apron. I know that shit hurt. I know that shit hurt. Pac <laughs> got up. And from the apron, he hit a hernkarana, and Andrade landed on a on a chair on the outside. Then he hit him with a big moonsault. He threw him back in the ring. Then Pat climbed the rope. I, I I love little little things like this. He climbed the rope, and then Andrade got up immediately. To, you know, like to try to kick him off. But yeah. Pat saw that shit coming from a mile away. He bounced off the rope. Then he kicked Andrade in the face. And then he hit him with a springboard cutter that looked devastating. It looked like the RKO. If you remember the RKO that Orton hit on RVD, that's what yeah, this looked like. Oh, well, his head went on head his first. Head. Yeah. He put him in his finisher, the brutalizer after that, but Andrade reached the ropes. Andrade hit a big DDT on the apron, which again, it looked like it hurt him more than it hurt Pac because he landed yes. on his tailbone again. Um, Andrade pushed him back into the ring. He went to the top rope. I don't know if this, I don't know how much this was improvised because it looked like Andrade was about to slip off the rope, but Pac like saved him. I, I that could have been just him like just fucking with us that he wasn't really going to slip and that was the actual plan. But I don't know. To me, it looked like he was gonna fall off the rope. Yeah, Pac just saved him in time. After he knocked him off the rope, Pac hit him with a huge brain buster off the top rope for a near fall. I'm surprised he actually kicked out of that. Then he hit him with a super kick into a poison rana. And then for a near fall. And then they just were like trading pinning, pinning transitions. Like he went for a Herkorana pin and then they just kept transitioning from that. And then Andrade went for his finisher. And then Pac reversed it into a schoolboy for a three count and then immediately immediately after the three count count, three the lights went out and when they came back on there was 
Malachi Black. Crowd popped, of course, because this dude is over as hell. He he threw the he spit the mist onto Pack, and they just kept attacking him. And this was and right after this came one of the greatest gifts I've ever seen made. Here comes Arn Anderson. <laughs> And this motherfucker really pulled out the Glock. He did the the gun, the, the finger guns. And then, and then here comes Cody to attack Malachi Black. And you he got a what? nice little pop. Yeah. He got a nice little pop. I, I'm, I'm legit shocked. He legit got a nice little pop. And I I mean it was good. I mean, I kind of I kind of murked a little bit too. It was perfectly executed. So I wouldn't mind the crowd popping for that. You can't boo something like that. That was such that was such a, a fucking good segment, bro. It was good. It was perfectly executed. Arn obviously topped that shit off, bro. That gun shit was. I loved it, bro. You the pop though, that's what made it like the crowd exactly. Popped. The crowd was so fucking with it. Ever since that promo, bro. Ever since that fucking promo. Like Arn is, cuss it, more relevant again. Cause to be honest, he wasn't. He was just there as Cody's coach. Nobody gave a fuck. Now people actually want to see him fucking come out. It's so weird how little shit can just get somebody over like that. <laughs> the little shit, bro. But, yeah, I, mean, I it love was, it though. But it was good, you know. He said, "Take the Glock out and blast his fucking brains." And now he comes out. Points the fucking gun and it's like, and then Cody comes. The littlest shit like that, bro. Something so simple, but so fucking good. They didn't overdo it or nothing. But now that we still on topic of this match, what do you think is gonna happen here? Since uh, with Andrade and Malachi. Um, I'm honestly not sure, and I love that I'm not sure. Um, I guess, well, see what, what I thought was going to happen is a tag match, right? I mean, that's the, I guess, a logical thing to do. Cause I mean, it gets all four of these guys at the full gear card. Cause I, I don't want Malachi Black to miss two pay-per-views in a row. Like if that's the match they have to make, fuck it. Just do that match. Might as well. So I don't think they got anything planned for pack either. Heading into full gear. Exactly. So that's perfect. And then we need Black and him to go one on one because, yeah, it needs that. Definitely needs that. Just know that that match, the kick game is just going to be off the fucking charts. Their kicks are so smooth and I, I can't wait for this shit. Yeah, me either. I wonder when they're going to give it to us. You think they're going to give it to us on Dynamite or Rampage? Well, I guess it depends because for all we know, that tag match can happen on Dynamite. And then you know, and then you could probably set up black and pack at full gear. Yeah, see that can that can be it too. So the tag match can happen here. They don't do it too often. So like I I wouldn't mind if the match ended in like a double count out or some shit. You know what I mean? Or DQ. Yeah. Just do it. Like I think that it's for like a blood feud like this, I think it calls for it. And then they can still get all four of them on the card. Black versus Pac and Andrade versus Cody. They can still do it. I'm more excited about Black and 
pack. Both of those matches will be fire, to be honest. I, I want to see it. They add that. That card is going to be another stack card. Not to mention that that's also the second pay-per-view that Pack would miss. Um, so that will suck too. Oh, yeah, because he was supposed to be at All Out. Yeah, exactly. Damn. So, yeah, that was Rampage. Pretty good. I mean, Rampage is always good. Like, I, 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 it's an hour long, so it just goes by so quickly. I don't think it's possible for it to be like straight up bad, you know? It was, it was solid. Obviously, Pac and Andrade. Well, yeah, they saved the show 100%. Bro, that fucking match. Like, honestly, in the ratings, it gets a high four. Probably maybe a four and a half. Honestly, we'll give it. I don't know what you would give it, but I think that match was fucking. It was great, bro. I don't know if I liked their first match better or this one. So yeah, four is a solid rating because that's what I gave the first match. So if I can't decide which one I like better, then I guess they're equal. Fair enough. And then obviously, what happened after? That that whole last, that whole ending to Rampage, the match to the ending segment saved the entire show. The yeah, entire so if it wasn't on the show. show the show would have been bad, one hundred percent. Exactly. I'm not going anyway, moving on to Dynamite. Kicked off the show with another first round in the AEW World Championship Tournament. Brian Danielson versus The Natural. Dustin Rhodes. This was great. Both guys were all over with the crowd. Brian was more over, of course. A lot of submission attempts. And I have to say, the fact that Dustin was actually keeping up at his age, I'm not sure how old he is, but he has to be like in his late 40s by now. I think not that he's in his 50s. 50? Wow, even better. Even better. He is unbelievable for how old he is. Man, this match. Like, the expectations were very low. I'm not going to lie. For me personally, it was very low. Yeah, I was going to say for who? Because <laughs> Dustin, no, I honestly, I didn't think Dustin was going to keep up with him. I didn't think it was going to be a the match the way it was. It was going to be, like, a decent match, you know, just a regular match and stuff. But that, it was better than I expected. Dustin completely, like, he outdid it, you know. He... He, how how could I say it? He met my expectations and and some, you know? So I didn't expect this shit to be like that. Honestly, I don't think he's had a bad match in AEW so far. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Last time when we talked, I think it was in the first or second podcast, I don't remember, we talked about the match with him and Malachi Black. And you said it was was okay, you know, it's pretty decent. And I think it was actually really good well the thing that ruined it for me was the botches there was there was yeah a lot of sloppiness in there shit dustin he's proven himself he's just showing wwe what they could have had in his in his early young days instead of doing that whole gold dust gimmick but i I don't know what happened because i think his run in uh 2013 when he was teaming up with cody i thought that show was legendary for real like i loved that 
the pop they was getting, and then when they beat the shield, that pop was fucking insane. Yeah, like, and then they split them up. They for... dropped the ball. That's all we gotta say. It's WWE booking for you, one on one. Yeah, of course. All right. Anyway, back to this match. I have my criticism for this show happened twice, maybe three times. I'm, I'm just forgetting one. They kept showing the camera to Tony Nese. Yes. And it, look, no disrespect. I say this respectfully, okay? <laughs> Tony Nese ain't shit <laughs> in the wrestling world. All right? He's not. Why were they calling him one the of the hottest, hottest free, free agents? <laughs> Why? I think they showed they him. him. I know they signed him. Otherwise, yeah, they would have of course, they had, they had to sign him. But why? But I don't know. They showed him, I think, probably maybe. I know they, for sure they showed him twice. I don't remember they showed him for a third time. But I know they showed him twice. They showed him, matter of fact, in the middle of this match for no reason. They could have saved that until after the match or later on in the day. They had to and show it funny, in the middle of the match. And what's funny to me, the two times that they showed him, Zero reaction. The crowd gave zero shits. Because you know, because you know, uh, if you remember back back in the day with NXT takeovers, they, somebody would always be in the crowd, right? And then when they pan to that person, they would get a huge ass pop. Yeah, I was I was live for um, NXT takeover Chicago, the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano street fight main event. And that day, they Keith Lee was in the crowd. And, you know, they pointed the camera at him and everybody went crazy. Because it's Keith fucking Lee. Everybody knows who the fuck Keith Lee is. Tony Nese was irrelevant in WWE. He was 205 Live. He was champion. And nobody gave absolutely zero fucks before. And I don't think anybody's going to give zero fucks now unless he proves himself. And that's what AEW is here for, for people to He's prove themselves. Prove himself. Maybe he'll prove himself. Maybe he won't. He won't. Hey, you never know. It's AEW. Yes, they, know. Give, they give everybody a chance. Listen, bro. Listen, listen. Let me tell you something. All right, let's, let me hear Even this. in AEW, even there, like, can we stop acting like they're just the pure wrestling company? Can we please stop pretending that? Look how many guys are there that have a shit ton of charisma. Can we stop acting like everybody there is just a spot monkey or some shit? The guys there have charisma. Tony Nese does not. Okay? He is yeah. not going to make it. He's bland. I'm sorry. Can't even talk. No, he can't talk. That's how I know he's not going to make it. Hey. It's a waste of money. Maybe they just want him in dark and dark elevation. I guess. Maybe, and maybe throw him on some rampages as maybe like a jobber or something. The only, the only reason why I'm legit upset about this is just because there's plenty of people there that have been in AEW for like a year, right? That are still not signed. So if this dude gets signed before all of them, yeah, I'm going to be a little mad about that. I ain't going to lie. Like, that's ridiculous. Diamante, she's been killing it on Dark. She ain't signed yet. Why? Why? But we're going to sign this dude? Fuck out of here, man. I think he should have just honestly went to NXT. I mean, not NXT, um, Impact. It they haven't thrown up an all elite graphic for him. So maybe he's not signed. Who knows? I don't know yet. But I'm just saying, there's a, there should be over 20 people 
over on him right now that should be signed above him. I agree. I agree. Anyway, man, stop talking about this irrelevant ass dude. All right. So there was this one spot in the match. It was the suplex off the top rope. It looked like it was going to end bad for a second. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it looked like it was going to end terribly bad for Dustin. At his age, it would have probably he would have took you know more of the pain than Brian would have. And that shit, bro. I was I was I was nervous a little bit for that. Yeah, it looked like Brian was like slipping off or some shit. I couldn't. Yeah, really it was. It looked like right when he was about to get ready for the suplex, it looked like Brian was slipping, and then I guess he just threw himself up. And I'm assuming that Dustin wasn't prepared for him to just light himself like that you know yeah and it just it looked like he over like he overdid it and almost landed on his neck yeah that's the second time i see that spot happening on aew the first time was with uh brit baker and chris statlander it happened kind of there too like i don't know if brit wasn't ready to take the suplex but it's like chris statlander forced her to flip over otherwise she would have landed on her fucking neck so that yeah, that kind of reminded me of that. Brian, you know, he Brian went for uh that little backflip he does in a corner. Uh-huh. I, I really hate that he does that still, but he went for it. But this time, finally, this is the first time I ever seen it. Out of the 21, 21, sorry, 11 years I've seen Brian wrestle. This was the first time I ever seen somebody reversal this. He did the backflip. Dustin went for a clothesline. But instead of Brian hitting him with, with his own clothesline, he hit him with the power slam. Finally, somebody stopped that sequence. I really hate that. It, it looks really bad to me. I don't know why. I've always hated it. And somebody finally shut it down. Thank you, Dustin. Uh, Brian had him in uh, his label lock. But Dustin, you know, being six foot six, he had zero issues reaching the ropes. Zero. His fucking legs are <laughs> long. Long. I'm glad they even mentioned that on commentary. That's why I said it. I, I love that they mentioned it. So he was about, he was going for the running knee and doesn't just fucking bro. That closeout was beautiful. And the way Brian sold it with the spin also was just that was gorgeous. I don't know if you don't I don't know if you know it yet, but I'm really a fan of clotheslines, bro. I don't know. You probably could catch on by now. I'm really a fan of clotheslines. I'm a fan of lariats, not clotheslines. Clotheslines, bro. Like, I'm like, you know, every time I say I'm waiting for fucking Warlord to take fucking MJ's head off, MJF's head off with a clothesline. It's just like that, bro. Like, two of my favorite wrestling finishers is the Rainmaker and the Buckshot Lariat. So, yeah, I do love me a good clothesline. I really do. I love it. It would. It was perfectly done too here. That that's the part. Like <clears throat> my bad. he baited him. Dustin baited him, waited for him to start running, and it was like perfectly done. It was like no hesitation, no stopping between. It was fast and smooth. And it was it was executed to perfection right there. All right. Now after the clothesline, he hit him with a power driver for the 42 count. All right. So Brian hit him with a leg kick. That, that caused Dustin to kind of crumble. 
Then he hit him with a roundhouse kick to the back of the head. Then he tied him into a guillotine choke. And Dustin passed out. So Brian Danielson wins and advances to the second round. One thing about this match, Dustin used the word motherfucker so many times. Yo, that ass, I heard two F-bombs in this match. Well, he said motherfucker twice. And then, like, when he was on the top rope and he was hitting Brian, said motherfucker, still got the two middle fingers and kept going. And then when he got up, forgot what part of the match he got up, he said, I think, come on, motherfucker. And then Brian kicked him in the chest. So he did say it twice, and he said it loud. He didn't also, say it, loud. it was three times then. When's the other time? Because Tony said it on commentary. Bro, I, I, I thought he said it, but it wasn't. He didn't say fuck. Oh, he didn't? It sounded like, I, I forgot what, forgot what word he says. I had to rewind it and listen. But I thought he said fuck also, bro, but he didn't. I think he said, uh, fuck. It started with a B. And it, it, sound, it sounded like fuck. B? I think it was B. I, I don't remember, bro, but I know it was not fuck. Okay, well. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just, I was surprised as you ever. I thought I heard fuck. I had to rewind it, bro, to make sure I didn't hear fuck. I was say, no way he just looked up and said fuck. Just like that. Oh, shit, I hit my mic, my bad. So after the match, we cut backstage to the elite. They cut a promo about Hangman, Adam Page. Kenny talked about how throughout their whole team, he hated teaming up with Hangman just because it, oh, he felt it was always Halloween because Hangman was cosplaying as a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Says he knows what hang, Hangman's insecurities are, his fears. Then he said that he is burning through negative ones diapers faster than his moonshine. Damn, he, this was actually pretty damn good. Uh, and says that if the crowd knew Hangman like he does, they wouldn't chant cowboy shit. They would chant coward shit. I like this promo a lot because it just it was deep. Continuously hammering on Hangman, continuously just jabbing at him, jabbing at him. Until he's, fi he's finally going to snap at full gear. And I can't wait for it. That match is going to be fucking great. That match. How long have we been waiting for this match? Two years. Well, since since full gear last time. Well, te yeah, technically one year, I guess. But the build up to the final, the finale, it's been two years. It's crazy how long this has been going on. And we're still so hyped for it. I mean, how can so you not be? Hangman is the most overdue in the company right now. Nobody can tell me otherwise. He has, I think, I think Mark Henry said it. He had, I think, I'm not, don't call me on that, but he has one of the best pop musics. Basically, like, once his song hits, the crowd pops. You know, say it goes, and then boom. So, like, once the little, little first little part hits, yeah, the little notes hit. People go crazy off rip. So he has. It's a, it's a good song to me. I like it. Yeah, they say he has one of the best pop songs. You know, just like CM Punk with uh, his and with his. It's almost just like that. 
And ever since that, it's stuck in my head. And every time I hear his song, I'm like, if people don't pop to the first couple seconds, I think there's something wrong with them. Yo, no like the- cap. AW, a lot of their songs are just really good music. Not just like entrance music, but just like music in general. Like I went on Spotify and listened to some of the theme songs. They're all really fucking good. I had listened to them. You got you got to send me the playlist. It's crazy. But anyway, so after that promo, we went to another promo from FTR. Talking promo. about how because the Lucha Bros are AEW World Tag Team Champions, that means that they're getting paid more than FTR are now, and they don't they don't like it. So, so this was one of those weird promos, I guess. Where like this this is the okay. This is another criticism criticism i have of AEW because this promo was like they were actually talking to each other but they weren't in the same room like that's really it's weird to me i i don't know if i'm a fan of that i didn't i never realized that um so then because they cut like to alex and penta talking did um, you see alex they they selling the hell out of that yeah yeah I hope next week he comes back with at least the same thing, you know, and not it magically healing up and disappearing. And then Alex said that revenge is coming. And then again, this, like I said, it's one of those things where they were like talking to each other because FTR like heard him say that for some reason. I, I don't know. I don't know. But they said that Lucha Bros, they were selling wolf tickets. For those who don't know what wolf tickets mean, it pretty much means that like you're, it's cat. Right, like you, you're you're talking a lot of shit, but you're not gonna do nothing. That's pretty much what wolf tickets mean. Boy, cry wolf. <laughs> so, and then they confirmed that the Lucha Bros will challenge FTR. Well, so other way around, because Lucha Bros are the champions. Sorry, FTR will challenge the Lucha Bros for the AEW World Tag Team Titles at Full Gear, which should be amazing. I like Hopefully it. Hopefully, it's better than the first match. Because honestly, I did not enjoy the first match. So. I, was, okay. I think I think they're going to go out and give us a banger. It's pay-per-views, full gear. They're going to fucking give us a banger, bro. Hopefully. I'm praying they give us a banger because you know how, how much I like FTR and the Lucha Bros. So I need them. I need them to give us a banger. I need my eyes to be amazed, bro. My two favorite tag teams. I need, I need it, bro. Feed it into my fucking veins. Really? They're your two favorite tag teams? Yeah. Ironically, they're my two favorite tag teams in AEW. Wow. The Lucha Bros been my favorite tag team even before they got to AEW. Because <laughs> I watched them live a couple times. And Phoenix is, if you think he's, it looks so smooth on TV, watch it in person. Oh, my God. It's a whole different story, bro. In person, you just thinking, like, how the fuck is he doing this? I need to see him versus Dante Martin ASAP. A fucking sad give us that on rampage they didn't want to put it on dynamite they could get that source literally on rampage and be the man main i don't event. care where they put it put it on dark i don't sh- i don't care i'll still watch it i need yeah, to see it pe- don't put it on dark people have to see this you Bro, know just watch dark people can watch dark i know there's a lot of people that don't watch dark that's what i'm trying they to tell should. you they, they should. should but they won't but they, so they should they, they should put it on rampage 
I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm just I'm not saying to put it on though. I'm just saying I don't care where they put it. I'm gonna watch it. That's what I'm, that's all I'm saying. Regardless, I'm gonna watch it too. But they should put it on TV. So then after that, <laughs> Sting comes to the ring, and before he he barely puts two sentences together, MJF music hits. Music hits. Excuse me, man. The, I, this is another one of those things that you just talked about where Hangman has his little notes in the beginning of his song and the crowd pops. Same thing with MJF. Yeah. His little notes and his music and then boom. Instant boom. booze, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Bro. And I, the, the funny part is I hear it in my fucking head right now. So it's like... Yo, I'm no ir- cap. I'm, I'm no ir- cap, so did I. I'm irritated about it right now. I can hear him coming out with his annoying fucking voice bro <laughs> with his little he fucking wears a suit don't matter where he's at motherfuckers always gonna wear a suit that's oh, why though. i like it man i like it a lot oh that's it's in my head now bro you done fucked up so then he comes out and uh he calls sting darby's little emo daddy <laughs> yeah I, I, I love that i was laughing so fucking hard when he said that I don't know if you was left, but I was fucking rolling, bro. I don't the know crowd, why I was rolling. This dude gets so much heat, man. And the, the crowd chanted to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he was talking about Sting saying that the snow that appears in his entrance is just his stash from the 80s. That he's he called the snow crack for those who don't know what that means. Um <laughs> says Sting isn't a nice guy says that he's been fooling people and that it's easy to fool people who will solve all their problems with gun violence and incest. Ugh. That was a nasty line. And I guess some guy in the crowd was... I mean, I didn't hear anything because the boos were so heavy, but I guess MJF heard like a certain, like a specific fan chanting something at him because he says, fat boy, I got the microphone. Pretty much telling him to shut the fuck up. And then uh, he said that because of his negligence, that Darby is just like Lex Luger, he's in a wheelchair. I honestly did not know Lex Luger was in a wheelchair. Me neither. That's kind of fucked up. Um, I hope he's doing all right. Anyway, and while he said that line, uh, he he got in the ring. He was getting in the ring while he said that line. And uh, as soon as he, like, said the word wheelchair, Sting just knocked him the fuck down he started whooping his ass and here comes uh sean spears and wardlow for the save and they beat sting down you know for a guy who is obsessed with chairs apparently he does he does not do a very good job of swinging the chairs those chair shots did not look that good to me mr chairman can't swing a fucking chair ain't that ironic and he's been in the business for a long time, so... And the only reason he calls himself chairman because he fucking hit Cody over the head, which he completely fucked up, too, by the way. And ever since then, he calls himself the fucking chairman, walks around with a damn chair for no reason. Like, if anybody gives a fuck. I don't think he fucked up. I think the problem was the chair wasn't, wasn't the gimmick chair that they planned. I thought that was it. Yes, yes, they said that it wasn't, it wasn't the gimmick one, the one that they sand down. He had yeah. the wrong one, and it obviously split Cody's head open in the back. 
That was a nice shot, though. I got to admit. It was a nice fucking shot. And that's why he calls himself the fucking chairman. He's dragging that shit the fuck out, though. Unless you're hitting somebody else in the fucking head, bro, let it go. But it's working, though, because, I mean, what other gimmick you're going to give him? You know? MJS bitch. He already is MJS bitch. Can't be a gimmick. He's about to become it, but that's, you know, we'll talk about that a little later. So after the attack, uh, he 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 got like fired up. He said he was talking to the camera while holding Sting, saying that if pretty much threatening Darby that if he ever comes back, he's gonna share the same fate that he did last time. Because remember, they attacked him in the parking lot a couple of weeks ago, and they just beat down Sting. So he's pretty much saying, "You come back, that's all gonna happen to you again." And he said that he'll always be second best to to himself. And that he's the past, present, and future of professional wrestling. You know, his catchphrases. And then after that, he attacked Sting with his uh, diamond ring. This motherfucking that diamond ring. I don't know why they kept that around, to be honest. And I mean, he I loves, guess. Yeah, for, it makes sense for him. You yeah. know, it's cocky, arrogant. So it makes sense for him. Anybody else, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work for anybody else. So then we cut to the back. To another Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I hope this is not the direction they're going to go with this feud, but it's okay for now. She says that uh, Ty Conti loves getting into everybody's business and that the only thing she's done on AEW is show off her ass and that she's going to beat her ass for, for getting in her business. Simple, but again, I don't want the feud to be about ass. It's a nice ass. But I would love this to be about us. I don't want it to be the whole feud because I thought we were past that. Fine. This is diva. This is diva shit. I don't want to see no diva shit in wrestling. Yeah, I don't say it like that. What you mean? Diva that's, shit? Ugh. That's facts. I don't want to see that shit. That was terrible time in wrestling. Especially that that's diva's title. Uh, yeah. If it's not going to be a bra and panties match or some shit, there's just no need for, for them to talk about their ass. Nah, this be hey, real. Hey, be hey, real. hey. It should be, though. No, it shouldn't. All right. So, so yeah. So, again, like we said earlier, that's going to be the match for Brett at Full Gear. Of course, this is filler. Let's just keep it a buck. This is filler. Um, Thunder Rosa has to be next, right? Like, they can't keep delaying it any longer. But how would you put her into it if she's in the tournament? And that's that was my big criticism. Why is she in this tournament when she's probably going to lose? And if she wins, then what? Who's, who's going to beat Britt? They, they got to find a way around this. Like, I don't understand. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe have her face Britt, win it, take on. No, that doesn't even seem right either. I don't know. They they got to figure that out because I'm even stuck right now trying to figure it out. Because if she loses, why would she get a title shot? And if she wins, why would she still get a title shot? Right. And if she and let's say like, because I've seen this this thing going around like uh, remember Option C from TNA? Do you yes, remember that? Well, I've, I've been thinking about that the whole time. I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't know if you if you like that idea. But I've always I thought don't. about. 
I always thought about option C, but it makes no sense. Why be but in the I'm tournament? Not, but I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. I don't like it because the title is so damn new that if you do option C, it makes the title look irrelevant off rip. Exactly. That, and that's my point. Why, why enter the tournament for the title if you don't care about it? Exactly. So th that's not a good idea. But you know what I'm hoping for is... No, so like the only person in the tournament that if Thunder Rosa has to lose, the only person I'd be okay with beating her is Statlander. Okay. I'm, I'm so happy you said her instead of Jade. No, 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 no. Statlander. I, I'm, I'm hoping. No, bro. Look, look at the, um, if you look at the bracket, Jade fights Red Velvet, right? And yeah, obviously and that, she's going to, she's going to beat her. And then she fights Thunder Rosa. Exactly. So everybody predicted that her and Rosa were going to be the finals. Nope. Second round. And I like that. I'm hoping Brit, uh, Brit, I'm hoping Rosa beats her. That I, I hope she better not beat Rosa, bro. That ass. If she beats Rosa, I'm riding it. I'm going to riot. I'm going to fucking ride. I'm going to go knocking on Tony Khan's fucking door and ask him, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on to the next match, the first round of the TBS Women's Championship Tournament, Penelope Ford versus Ruby Soho. Not a lot to say about this match. Um, again, it was predictable. We know who's going to win this one, to be honest. So, but, I but not even that. It's like I guess Ruby is not as good of a wrestler as I thought, or maybe Penelope and her just have no chemistry. I don't know. But it, like Ruby's it looks like they matches, have no chemistry. But but that's the thing. Like Ruby's one on one matches so far in AEW, in my opinion, have not been very good. Like they've been average at best. Honestly, her and Chris Stylerna should be decent. Chris Stylerna had a great match with Burt Baker. I think she could have the same type of match with Ruby. We'll see. I mean, Chris Stylerna had a great match with Nyla Rose too. Well, the second one, the first one was trash, but the second yeah, the first one was garbage. Yeah, the second one they had was pretty good, even though it was short. Um, so, yeah, she's come a long way. I hope she wins. Like I said, she's the only one I'm okay with beating Thunder Rosa in this tournament. So, yeah, we'll see. So, anyway, uh, Penelope versus Ruby. Again, the striking. I guess that's the best thing the woman can do is their striking because their striking always looks really good for some reason. But then everything else just looks slow. I don't understand. Um, my favorite part of this match was when Ruby went for a clothesline and Penelope did that. If you guys remember, uh, like that matrix move that Trish Stratus used to do back in the day. Oh, and she goes into the bridge. Yep. The bridge, uh, Penelope did that and everybody, for some reason, just let it, let, they just let her rock. But Ruby <laughs> said, nah, and she tried to pick her up. She struggled picking her up though. Like she could not, they took a couple of tries to do it. And then uh, Penelope reversed it after she finally got her up. She uh, threw it through the ropes, and then she hit a nice, a nice little cutter. That actually looked nice. I'm, I'm, I was impressed. Uh, Ford hit a, a nice spinning heel kick into a gut buster for a two count. That also looks really nice. Um, Bunny was on the outside, and uh, she tried to pass Penelope the brass knucks that she uses to knock people out. The rest saw it. And he was uh, kicking it out of the ring, and then Ruby hit a roll-up for the win. 
and then why the win? Wait, before you before you continue, why win on a roll up? Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I think it's to protect Penelope Ford because I honestly think she has potential. I'll be, I'll believe I'll believe you on that. I'll believe you on that, but like the little things she was doing in this match, she sells really good too. Like I don't know, I don't know. I just can't get. I, I'll believe you on that, but I just can't get behind it just yet because of her being with the bunny. And Ruby's finisher sucks, so maybe they're just doing that to. Maybe she debuts a new finisher down the line. Hopefully. I hope she does. Her finisher is trash. Um, so, yeah, after the match, the Bunny got in the ring to attack Ruby. Uh, Red Velvet came out. Nice little reaction, you know? Nice little reaction for her. That was nice. She's been getting booed, like, ever since she fought Brit. <laughs> so this was That's nice. Because it's Brit Baker, bro. What you expect? No, but she was getting booed even in other matches after that. Damn. Yeah. Like she got booed against Sky Blue, I remember. That's Sky Blue, though. I'll boo Red Velvet too. I'm just, I guess I would too. I'm a, I'm a fanboy. Let me stop. And then, uh, so yeah, like you said a little bit earlier, round two matchup at Statland versus Ruby. Hopefully that delivers. I'm hoping it delivers. I have high expectations for this match. Yes, so do I. And I'm, all, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Skylander better win. That's what I'm going to say. Yes, definitely. Then we come yeah, then to we... the back. My favorite, probably my favorite part. Oh, so you going to uh, talk about this? Yes, because I love this. I love this. My favorite part. Fucking MJF confronted by Warlow. And it was like, you know, Warlow's pissed about what happened when he shoved Warlow. It was into Sting, right? If I'm not, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. Confronting him about that, you can see Warlow, he looks irritated as shit, bro. He's standing there like, like he looks like he's ready for to just like punch him right in the mouth. It looks like I don't know if you ever seen um that time where Roman just punched the Miz in the face. Yes, yeah, I remember that. So you know the facial expression he had? That was the same facial expression. Warlord had, and I really thought he was gonna finally hit him, but then he didn't. Then MJF tries to sweet talk his way out of it, like he always does, and then gave him, and how you say it, accountability buddy, accountability buddy, accountability buddy. <laughs> That's a fucking mouthful. Say that three times, bro. <laughs> I can't even fucking say it again. And his buddy. With Sean Spears, the way Warlord looked at him, I don't know if it, I don't know if I saw it correctly, but it looked like he just fucking Sean Spears had fear. Or am I bugging? I think yeah, I think you're bugging. You think I'm bugging? I must have nope. saw it wrong. Oh he, no no no, it wasn't fear. He was just like he don't know what the fuck is going on. He's not scared of Warlord. They've been teaming up for mad long now. Like on dark and shit, they they're thirteen. Why would he yeah. be scared? Because he can rip his fucking head off. Yeah, but they're buddies. So then, if he turns on MJF, what happens to that buddy 
relationship? Nothing. Nothing? You think it stays? Well, it depends. Because AEW is... is they're, they add layers to their characters. So, like, remember back in the day when AEW first started, MJF was a huge fucking heel, right? Yes. But, but he was still friends with the old Cody. Cody, right. So every character has layers to him. So just because he doesn't like MJF anymore doesn't mean he can't still be cool with Sean Spears. I'm not saying that'll happen. I'm just saying that could happen. But I'm assuming by the time that happens, the pinnacle will break up anyway. So yeah, I think the pinnacle will break up. It's mostly that match between Warlord and MJF is gonna happen at Revolution because obviously we know what's coming up for full gear for MJF. It's another match against Darby. Yeah, is there, is there is there gonna be? I wonder if this is gonna be a old-fashioned regular match or are they gonna add a stipulation? I think they should have a stipulation. They should, right? That's what I'm saying, to spice it up more. Oh, Especially with all, the, with all the attacks and shit that's been happening. Yeah, they need to spice it up. I mean, should they put them in a steel cage? Mm, maybe uh, like maybe know. like um like like TNA had um damn, uh, you know where they had the weapons and everything around the cage. What was it called again? Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I the name is drawing a blank. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank with the name, but they should do something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, anything, but I I just don't want another still cage on the pay per view because we just have one at the last pay per view. But I mean, it's been months, so eh. yeah. But but with the pinnacle, it's like they will interfere with the match. Sean Spears would definitely intervene so it's like do you want to have a match and have him interfere or and sting interfere also or you want to have a way to keep everybody out maybe an infernal match i doubt it but no i doubt it but that would be good i don't know i i can't so i i don't know because i kind of see darby winning this one to be honest yes i absolutely see darby winning this one and the only way an infernal match will work as if Darby loses, because he's the only crazy motherfucker that will be okay with getting burnt. <laughs> I know, and that's the fucking sad part, bro. It would, an Infernal match would be so fucking dope. Yeah, that, it'd probably just be a regular match, to be honest. I don't know. Then I'm, I'm not looking forward to it if it's a regular match, unless NJF absolutely impresses me. We'll see. Maybe they just do it like a no... Maybe not <clears> like a... <throat> uh, maybe not like a... Uh, a stipulation, <clears throat> like not still cage or nothing like that, but maybe they do make it no disqualification, you know? I'll be good okay old, with that. Good old-fashioned street fight, no DQ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I mean, it would be cool, and then you have you throw MJF against the freaking barricade and garage doors in the back, just like when they I, attacked him. That will be a nice little want, Easter egg. I just want to see Darby hit him with his skateboard. <sighs> That's all I want to see. I want to see that too. I really, really want to see that. Darby's a crazy SOB. A no DQ match with them, Jeff. Who knows what the hell Darby's going to do? Dude is a fucking maniac. But, anyways, let's get on to the match that absolutely no one cared about Bobby Fish versus Anthony 
how you say his last name? Green. Yeah, Green. Green. Nobody cared about that. That was just a match to turn Bobby Fish heel. Cause I don't, I don't think he was a heel when he debuted. So then this is a way to turn him heel and set up a match with Punk on his Dynamite debut. So Bobby Fish is gonna take another L. As he should. So what his record, if I'm not mistaken, his record right now is one and two. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it's gonna be, do you think it's gonna be a good match? Punk and fish? Yeah, but who cares? Like <laughs> I don't get it. I kind of care. Bobby Fish, you know, he not that many people care about him, but I really think he's a pretty decent wrestler. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, being a good wrestler in AEW means jack shit when 99% of everybody there is a good wrestler. You're right. You, you're right. I, I, got, I got nothing else to say to defend them, so... <laughs> Why do you think I don't give a shit about Roderick Strong, for example? Remember how he used hey. to shit on you? No, I'm, I'm giving you a good example. Like, that's why he didn't really stand out, because he's a good wrestler, but that's it. I love Bobby. I love Bobby. Look at me. I love Roderick Strong and Undisputed Eric. He doubted him in the triple threat matches fire series with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, and I will always give you shit about that. Just know that. Okay, but what did that do for him though? That didn't do anything for him. It gave him a W against two of the one of the two of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And what did he do with that W? WWE didn't do shit with him. They could have exactly. done more, but they didn't. He was the North American champion, so I don't care. I mean, Jinder Mahal was WWE champion. Should I start kissing his fucking oh, feet? Okay, okay. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. You yeah, that's what I thought. The, the pasate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we cut to the back. Gee, let's not get started. I can talk about that shit for hours. Like, no, we not. and we could literally <laughs> save that for a special podcast. Just talk about that alone. That was. Anyways, Leo Rush. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we cut to the back. Leo Rush was with Dante Martin. So I don't know what happened here. Okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I kind of got lost also. Well, find like it. what happened. No, I'm talking about oh. I'm talking about the pro. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my bad. I came out wrong. So yeah, that, I, I don't I don't know what happened here because uh if you remember I, I, two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, Dante when uh when Dante cut that promo in the ring and the Malachi Black came out, he sounded very confident in that promo. But the two lines he had in this promo, I don't know, bro. I just, they didn't sound convincing. It didn't sound good. I don't know what happened. What was the two lines? He, something about Matt Seidel being one of the best wrestlers in the world. And then he said, against who? That's it. And they didn't sound good to me. Like, I, I don't know what happened. It's like he regressed on his promos all of a sudden. Yeah, what? Lil Rush talked down on Matt Seidel. And then, so they have a tag team match. Dante said against who? And then they said aside Dale Brothers. Which I, should be good, but I don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't give a shit, but I will, I'm going to watch it because it's going to be a nice little high-flying match. 
But I think I think um Dante was mad because you know Seidel. He was his taxi partner for a while on on TV, filling in for his brother. Yeah, I know. And then Leo Rush just forced himself into a taxi match with him. I kind I kind of like kind of like Leo Rush right now in AEW. He is a great promo, in my opinion. And I I love it. I loved him as well, um, Man of the Hour, with with Bobby Lashley. Yep. It was it was fucking great. I mean, until he got, you know, his shit rocked by Finn Balor. But besides that, it that was fucking great. Bobby can't speak for shit, and that's why they got MVP with him. But he, he was still good. not as over as he should be, but that's probably never going to happen. All right. Anyway, so after that, another first-round match in the AEW World Championship Tournaments, Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer. <laughs> The crowd fucking loves Eddie Kingston, okay? They fucking love that guy. I fucking love this guy. He, You know, I'm from New York, so he gives me that vibe. I mean, I'm from Jersey. That's close enough. I love Eddie, too. Listen, um, we're not going to get into that. So some notable spots. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite spots when he was using the fucking fan. He was tossing that dude around like he was a freaking rag doll. It was perfect. I loved it. But, you know, we don't got to talk about that much. The match was, to me, it was cut short. Do you think it was cut short? I think it was cut uh, short. They had to improvise. Yeah, I think so. It was, you know, for people who don't know, Lance Archer took a pretty nasty, like, fall. How, no, how, how can you say a pretty nasty bump? Bump. There you go. He tried to do a back uh, moonsault and landed on his head completely, like straight up. It's like he landed like of a cartoon character. It was straight on his head and his body was still straight up. So you know that has to hurt. Probably It's probably a neck injury, if anything. It's the way he's a big heavy set dude. So I know it's all that, all that weight and pressure just, it, it has to be a neck injury. Or concussion, but that that was I, scary, I was bro. More concussion, to be honest, but yeah. Because if it was a neck injury, I don't think he would have been able to walk out. He tweeted that he walked out perfectly fine. So okay, okay. See, I I didn't know that part. I didn't know he tweeted out, but that was scary. Yeah, I was, bro, it it hurt my head just looking at it. He's such a big dude going for I that cringed move, so. I saw it. Yeah, sweet. Uh just thinking about it, like imagine you do a big heavy set dude like that doing a moonsault and landing on his head, you know, and he landed on his head, referees checking up on him. So I think they had to improvise the match and had Eddie roll him up for the win. I don't know if Eddie was supposed to win this match or not, but that's improvise. But the question I have is, do did you think Eddie was supposed to be the winner of this match. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. I didn't want I I as much of a fan that I am of Eddie, I did want him to lose this match, but I do think he was supposed to win. Okay. 
I cause honestly, obviously, I have no idea who was going to win that one. But I wanted to see Archer versus Bryant. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, even though I like Eddie more, I wanted him to lose because I wanted to see Archer versus Bryant. I mean, I'm, I'm still down for Archer. I mean, Archer for Kingston versus Bryant. Kingston, I mean, uh, you know, he's he's gonna move a little slower. I don't, I don't know if he's gonna keep up with Brian. Brian will make him keep up. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna make him go to work, boy. Yeah. He's gonna make him lose at least 10 pounds that day. Eddie can be good though. I enjoyed his match with Merrill, so yeah. I think he'll have a great match with Brian. Not gonna lie. I I heard Ethan Page, he had a fucking banging pro he had a fire promo. He's obviously the really it bro, it was good. Like his like the way he how you say it? the way he gave it off, you know. Wow, so you're gonna enjoy you're gonna enjoy and hate this. So in my opinion, Paige did not sound that good to me here. It's probably the delivery. Know. The delivery is what I enjoyed probably. Because honestly, I think Sammy overshadowed him. I'm surprised you're even saying that. That's why I said you're going to love and hate this. I think Sammy cut a much better promo than Ethan Page here. I'm going to agree with you on that. Because <sighs> I'm biased. I kind of see why Dan Lambert is with Ethan and Scorpio Sky. Yeah, but I, I think Ethan could be better, though. Like Kenny, he, though, he just got all the mic time, and it didn't really deliver. Hey, if you give him a little more time, he'll definitely progress farther than Scorpio Sky, though. Well, I mean, Scorpio Sky is not there to progress, though. My man is 38 years old, you know? Like, he's not going to – he's not in here for the long haul, really, to be a main event guy or anything like that. So he man. doesn't really need to progress. You're right. I, I mean – they're just wasting their time as a tag team. They're not, though. To me, they are. Ethan Page could be a lot better as the singles. But how? how? Where do you put them? Who, who, whose spot do you take out for Ethan Page as the singles? Who? Hmm. That's a damn good fucking question. That's a question we should definitely come back to. Probably never, but... I can't, I can't answer that, bro. I can't. Exactly. exactly. Unless you take... Nah, you can't even take Christian's fuck. Because Christian's fucking... He hasn't even been there in, like, what, three weeks? Two weeks? Yeah, he hasn't been there in a while. But who's... Damn, whose fuck does he take? Nobody. I, That's my point. He could take Sean Spears' spot. In the pinnacle? Yes. Why? Because he's bigger and bigger. better. Bigger how? In what sense? He looks more muscular than him. So? There's still Wardlow there. What the fuck is that going to do for him? Okay, that is better Ethan Page and Wardlow as a tag team. Two big dudes that can fucking move. But Sean Spears can move. But I don't like Sean Spears. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Now, look, man, the truth is, like, the, the tag team is the best thing for him. 
he is never going to get as much heat that he's getting right now with Dan Lambert ever again. So Okay. okay. I, I see where you're going now. You, you right now. If he's a heel, it's, it's not going to work for him. And a baby, I don't see him as a baby face either. So, yeah, just I keep, do, though. Yeah, but will he, but get the, fair, will he get the pop, though? I mean, he ain't getting shit now. Will he it's, get the pop as a baby face? Dan Lambert. But if he goes as a singles as a baby face, will he get a pop? Not right away. No. Exactly. It'll take a while. Right. But he's been here for a while already as a heel, and it's not working. Then it's they gotta do the same thing they did with Britt. Change it around. Britt wasn't doing Britt wasn't doing nothing as a face. She turned heel, hottest thing in the company. I mean, he won't be the hottest thing in the company off rip. Give him time. Maybe he could do a little something here and there, but I don't see him going far as a baby face. Unless it's against a few with Moxley, and then Moxley beats his ass. Yeah, (laughs) that's not gonna do shit for him. <laughs> Wait, how know. old is do you know how old he is? I have no idea. I'm gonna look it up. He's 32. Oh, he's pretty young still. Oh yeah, he's young, so he got time. He can be yeah, like I said, he can stay in this tag team with Scorpio Sky for now. Until he's actually ready to move up. If he's not ready to move up, he needs to be with a different tag team partner at least. So I Scorpio Sky is like irrelevant at this point. The no, reason but- why I say he can work as a baby face is because I'm biased because I watch like his YouTube channel. I he seems like the nicest fucking dude, dude. Like he seems like Hell the yeah. nicest dude ever. All right, would- so uh we cut to back to the ring where the men of the year were in the ring with uh Dan Lambert, the heat magnet. Um really surprised this did not get more heat. But I guess it was just because Dan Lambert wasn't the one talking. It was Ethan Page. That's a good uh, shirt. That's a good shirt idea. Heat magnet. Well, if they make it, I expect some royalties because, yeah, I came up with that. Um, so then uh, Sammy comes out to interrupt, of course. Acts politely to Ethan if he can shut the, shut the hell up. Um, he says that the reason why Ethan Page isn't further in the company is because the only person that care what he's done in the company is himself. And you know what? That's probably true. Uh, yeah, that's probably very true. He can set himself uh, up in another match against himself like he did in Impact. Huh? You never seen that? I don't watch Impact, bro. No. You never even heard about it? Ethan Page <laughs> no? versus Ethan Page? I think he produced. Oh himself. wait, was that when he did that stupid karate thing? I, yes, he. Uh, I think he. I think he produced all that himself. I heard about that. Yes, I did not watch it though. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. I was just bringing it up. It goes perfect with that. So then, uh, Dan Lambert wants to put a stipulation on the line here. Ethan Page versus Sammy next week. For the TNT Championship. If Sammy loses this match, not only does he lose the title, but he has to leave the inner circle forever. But if he wins, obviously he retains the title, but he gets to pick who he wants in their tag team match 
at full gear. I hate that they're continuing this, but every pay-per-view needs a filler. This is probably it. So you had but, the uh, TNT champion in a filler. I mean, what else are you going to do with him? Have a singles match. He's a TNT champion. With? Miro. Ethan Page. So Miro well, can't no, lose again? Page. Are you stupid? Well, no, it was for Miro to win, but now that you say that. Well, you want Miro to, to beat Sammy now? I mean, because Sammy is not doing nothing. He just won the title. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but he's not doing nothing with it. He had a one match, defended it, and then now is he's right back into this storyline with Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Dan the Dumbass. Did you not just hear the stipulation that I said? I know, but it's it's going to continue all the way onto full gear, and that's what I'm trying to say. But what if it doesn't? What if they actually have Ethan Page beat him? Then I'll be happy. Because Sammy's not... I, you know how much I like Sammy, but he's not doing nothing with the title right now. He's so involved in this storyline, I forget he's TNT champion. Only reason I remember because he comes out with that shit and it's fucking icy as hell. It's a beautiful title. That shit grew on me. I remember the first design. It was absolutely terrible. Then they iced it out, hit it with a hint of gold. Beautiful. But if Ethan Page... Yeah, but then they, they kept it like that for a while. Like, why the fuck take so long, though? I think they that was the idea they had, and then they had to change it around because nobody cared about it. Probably. Uh, anyways, if Ethan Page does win what happens after that then he can drop it at full gear <laughs> to literally anybody i don't care i mean does he drop do you want him to drop it back to Miro? or do you or does it go along to somebody new so i think uh, is cody the first two-time champion right yeah okay so I don't want that be to be first. a thing, you know? Yeah, I, I know. And that's why it's like, it's, it's difficult right now what they can do with this. Obviously, Sammy could win. He's going, going to win. Game. Let's just keep it a buck. He's yeah, going to Yeah, the stipulation they add, if he wins, he gets to pick his partner. You obviously know he's going to win. But I hope this ends at full gear. So do I. I hope the inner circle ATT is gone on way too long with no with no purpose at this point. It's Chris Jericho. Have you no dead ass? Like, have you noticed that? Like, ever since he lost the world title, every feud he's been in has fucking dragged, bro. Like, it's ridiculous. Remember, like yes, him and Orange Cassidy, they yes. fought like three times. Him in the pinnacle dragged with MJF right? dragged that drag so long, longer than expected. They had all these awesome matches to end it in a singles match with MJF and Chris Jericho. And then what? I think they had a, a second one. They had, a like, what, two matches? And then Jericho ended up winning and ended everything. So I, I don't know what it did for anybody. It wasn't even good. It wasn't. And now this feud is, this story is going on too long now that people started not to care no more about it. I mean, obviously... You know, in this segment, damn, what Sammy said to provoke these assholes. What did he say again? 
trying to think. What do you mean? What did he say? Because you know they went to attack him. What, oh, what did nothing. he say? Nothing. He didn't say anything. He was no, just it walking was, away. It was Scorpio Sky. There you go. Yeah, it was Scorpio Sky. Yeah. I forgot what Scorpio Sky said though. He just said that let's just beat your ass. Why wait till next week? Let's just beat your ass right now. Yeah, and then they went and attacked him. And then when the inner circle came out, but it's like the story's dragging on too long. How much are they going to care about any of this? Hopefully it ends at full gear, like you said. It better end at full gear. It better not go full gear. And then next week on freaking Dynamite, Jericho comes out and calls them out again. That better not happen. Jericho knows better than that. No, he doesn't. You're right. He doesn't, but he better fucking learn. Look, this is going to be the same shit. In his next feud. The, the same thing. He loses. He loses. Tw- the same thing as uh, uh, his feud with MJF. He loses more than once, but then the final match is when he finally ends up winning. Like a heroic victory. Like, yeah. Like, you may have won the battle, but I won the war. Yeah, that bullshit. I hate that so much. So we cut to the back, and John Moxley, great, great promo here. One of his best, in my opinion. Like always. Like, that's yeah. not anyone Moxley. <laughs> Every <promo is> his best. <laughs> it's quick, he talked about simple. how he gave zero fucks about ratings, about the demo, about Twitter, about the tournament. He don't give a fuck about none of that shit. The only thing he cares about is his daughter. And he talked about how he would put his pinky out and that she would just grip it with all her strength. And yeah, that's the only thing that mattered to him at this point in his career. And that he feels that he has to hurt people because that is his job. He hates his job now, I guess. I guess that's the point they're trying to come across, that he really doesn't like wrestling anymore, but he knows that it's his job. So he does it because that's the one way to get home to her. Yeah, and we saw hints of that with um that match with that guy. um Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, when he just beat the hell out of him and just left without zero fucks. He says that and would his life would be a lot easier if he was like a teacher or a mailman, you know, but he's not. He wrestles, so that's what he does and says he's going to win the whole damn tournament. So after the match with 10, the second round he faces Orange Cassidy, right? Yes. With this promo, and he's probably going to cut another promo before his match against Orange Cassidy. Is there a heel turn coming? No. And why do you say that? Because Moxie's character is give zero fucks. Therefore, like I said, layers. So he doesn't give a fuck if you're a baby face, if you're a heel, if you get in his way, you're getting fucked up, and that's that. <laughs> okay. But it's true, right? I mean, it is. Don't, don't you remember um, his program with Eddie Kingston? Mm-hmm. It was, there was mad layers to that shit. So, yeah, I think this is going to be the same thing for him. Okay. I mean, I kind of. Hope at least I want him to at least give a little bit of heel tent, like heelish stuff against Orange Cassidy. 
Just so he can just so he can go into the match against Brian. Because most likely Brian is beating Kingston. Against Brian, we're like, you know that. How, how can I say it? I say like a like a badass motherfucker mentality going into that match. That he just wiped the floor with Cassidy. And now he's going in there thinking he's gonna wipe the floor with Brian. And that that comes into an effect with the promos and everything. And I like it. I hope they go that way. They probably won't, but I would love it. But but here's the reason why I say he's not gonna go fully heal is because so everybody is predicting this is the plan, right? That he wins the tournament, he beats Brian at full gear, then he's the first opponent for Hangman after he wins the title, right? That's what everybody's predicting. But the problem with him going fully heel is if the sole purpose to turn him heel is to feud with Hangman, what do you do with him after that feud? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you do with him? In the long term, it don't make sense right now. Exactly. So just keep being Moxley. Just just go yeah. extra aggressive against Hangman and Orange Cassidy and Brian. That's all. That's it. That's all they got to do, really. Yeah, just, just make gives it even zero. more aggressive. Yeah, just gives zero fucks. Yeah, he can be a heel. He can be a babyface. You don't. You won't even know. Exactly. That's and I a, like that a lot better, to be honest. Yeah. It gives it like a almost like a Brock Lesnar vibe, to be honest. Or a Stone Cold vibe. Damn, you're going way back. Stone Cold's vibe, yes. So they cut a promo. Hangman came out of nowhere saying that uh, the Elite, because it was Halloween, uh, that they should find some costumes because the Elite loved to dress up on Halloween. Then he walked away. That was that. Pointless, pointless segment. I liked it just because Hangman was on my screen. Well, he's a dark order. He doesn't need to be with them. You're right. And I don't know why they're pushing that, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Jungle Boy and Cutler was just a complete squash match. We didn't got to talk about that. Jungle Boy calls out the elite. Nobody answers until he puts Cutler in a submission moves and has him begging for his damn life. The pop that Adam Cole received gave me chills, bro. It wasn't the loudest pop, obviously, but just seeing Adam Cole on my screen in AW is just still surreal to me. And that pop was just great. Jungle Boy got on the mic, calling out the elite, any one of them to come out, because like you said, he squashed Cutler, so he wanted to fight again. Then Adam Cole comes out asking him what the fuck is wrong with him. Then the Bucks come out of nowhere, attack Jungle Boy, so they start triple teaming him. They drag him to the stage and they hit him with a BTE trigger. And so then after that segment, we cut to a Mero promo. He says that if God makes him fight a hundred times, that he will snap 100 necks says that he will be God's favorite champion again and that it won't be God's choice. And that uh, he'll walk through a war, says he, he will leave the war with a powder of bones and will hold his wife 
with the blood on its hands and that the blood will be on God. Another fire promo from Miro. This dude is fucking excellent. But he's in a very weird spot because, again, he's excellent. But he's probably going to have to start either moving up the card and take some L's. Or they're going to have to make him TNT champion again. Wait, but his character what you is mean? way too good. What do you mean take L's? You really think that they're going to put him in a feud with, like, Hangman and that he's going to win? No, but then... Like it, it doesn't have to be off rip because you know he says a hundred times he'll snap a hundred next. He could build his way up. But 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 that's the thing though. Like, would you really have him beating guys like Malachi Black or no? Or who's in the top five right now? Um, it's Malachi, Jungle Boy. No, Malachi Black's not even ranked. But I don't know, man. He can beat Andrade. He can beat Pack. Can beat Cody. I don't know, bro. I don't think he so. just can't beat Moxley. I don't really want to see that. To exactly, be I don't want to see that either. So, and he's not gonna be Brian. I mean, he could, but he's not no. going to. No, no, but he could though. To be honest, bro, I like Miro a lot, but he's not over over. You know what I'm saying? He's over, but he ain't over over for him to be beating all these people. You're making. and that's and that's why you build him up. You know, run through people. Start running through people. But he's been running through everybody except for Sammy. And that's why he was TNT champion and he, was, he had a good reign. But he's, like I said, he's not over, over, yo. Over there. Ugh, he's not over, over. So then have him take the fucking title back off of Sammy. Like I said in the first place. But him, but my point is him being a champion is not going <clears> to <throat> get him over. There's just too many other guys that are way more popular than him. AEW is just stacked. And exactly, it, there's good wrestlers that are probably not gonna amount to much in AEW, and that's the sad part. But that's the truth. Next year should be very <clears> interesting. <throat> Why you say that? Because everybody that signed from day one had three year deals. Twenty twenty two is the third year. You're right, so. Moxley. Moxley's the only one that signed long term, right? Like had a big. I think he had like a five year contract. I'm not sure about that, to be honest. Uh, the only one I know has a long-term contract are obviously the EVPs yeah, but I, probably Hangman. If I'm not oh, mistaken. Uh, okay. Yeah, his says, what, 2024? Yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty sure Moxley signed the five-year. Well, I'm even actually, if he didn't, he's going to stay. Yeah, he's going to stay. The only people, like, I see leaving, probably, are, like, people like... Uh, Sunny Kiss, who I don't give a fuck about. Brian you know, like Cage. The, lo- the lower card people. Oh, yeah, and Brian Cage as well, yeah. It would be perfect in the next 2.0. Who, Brian Cage? Yeah, that's all they want, no, big he... dudes. No, he wouldn't. Bro, all they want is big dudes down there. But he's 37 years old. So? They don't want, they don't want anybody over 30, remember? How old is Chompa? But he's been in NXT for a minute, though. He don't but count. Why- but why make him champion again? So Braun Breaker could whoop his ass. <laughs> Duh. Put the title on a veteran so that the new guy can beat him up. Okay, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. So now we're going to the main event. Black Cody 3. If you notice, bro, 
Cody's literally turning into Triple H. He gets all these special entrances. No matter if it's just a regular Dynamite Rampage, he always goes above and beyond for his entrances. I don't know why, but they just have to. Cody's gear was fire. I don't know if you saw, if you really paid attention to his gear. I already forgot. The moment that match ended, bro, I forgot everything. It was black, white, I think with hints of red and gold. It just looked so nice. It was it was so fire. So Cody was getting booed. They started chanting, Cody sucks. I think it was in the middle of the match or at the start. I don't remember. But obviously, they did not give a shit about Cody. So Cody was getting booed. You know, the Cody sucks chants were started to break out pretty loud. They obviously don't like him there. Where they at? They would. Where was that? Damn, I forgot. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Anyways, they didn't like him. Wherever the heck they at, they don't like him. They don't like him regardless. But my favorite spot of the match was the crossroads through the table. And then Andrade came out. You know, he pointed the gun, just like R. Anderson did. And then Pat came out, got a little pop. But before that, Arn... Arn hit, uh, what's that guy's name? What's his name? It's Jose, right? Jose, yeah. Arn hit Jose with a spine buster that wasn't all that good. And then Malachi spits, what is it? The mist, black mist at R. Anderson's face. And then that's when Pat comes out to, you know, even even the, the odds right now, we're probably going to see the trilogy with Pack and Andrade, if not on the rampage, probably a full gear. In all honesty, bro, unless you see Pack versus Malachi at full gear, if not, the trilogy continues. So then Malachi climbs to the top rope. He hits a beautiful double foot stomp onto Cody. Oh, okay, I did see that. My bad, bro. I'm sorry, but I did now see that. Interrupt me? I'm so I'm so sorry, bro. So sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, you could go ahead. So, and then after that, he picks Cody up, hits an, a, a running knee into a German suplex for a near fall. He taunts Cody to get up. He hits him with the black mass. God damn it. My bad, bro. All these fucking pops on my computer right now. What the fuck? My fault, my fault. So he hits, he hits Cody with the black mass. But Cody falls into the uh, like into the ring ropes in the corner. Malachi is trying to drag him out, but for for some reason, Cody the just ref right like up. telling him to back up. So yeah. what I think happened here, what I think happened here was that they were running out of time, so they had to get all their shit in. That's why the ref was uh, hitting Malachi in the shoulder. Okay, that's what that's my that's what I think, but I could be wrong on that. Then. So then Black climbed to the top rope. Cody tried to stop him. Black threw him out of the ring. Black went for a moonsault, but missed because Cody dove back into the ring. Then he hit Black with a suicide dive. He tossed him back in the ring. He hit the Cody cutter. Then he hit him with a crossroads. And you would think that was it, but nope. 
He picked him up again, hit a Tiger Driver 98 for the win. Hey, but did you notice once he picked Malachi's arms up, the crowd went crazy because they thought he was going to hit the pedigree? Yes, I noticed that. I thought he was going to hit the pedigree. He basically had to get hit him with three crossroads to win. And then after the match, as you can see, he tried to treat it like it was a heroic victory. And obviously, the crowd was not behind it at all. Black was getting cheers throughout the whole match. But so, does... All right, go ahead. Right, you go ahead. Cody's win, who does it benefit? Nobody. No, exactly. So what was the point of having Cody win? So this is my problem with Cody Rhodes now, okay? I've all, from the start of AEW, I defended this guy. Seriously, I, I guess right now I'm just biased because Black is one of my favorites ever since 2017. Yes, I know that. This Dynamite was an amazing episode of Dynamite. It was. It was but really good. Let me tell you something. I don't remember if it's ever happened before, but this is the first dynamite that when it ended, I wasn't pissed because it was over. I was actually pissed at something they booked. I got so angry that what Cody won this match because all this does is slow Malachi Black down. Yes, I honestly didn't think Malachi should have lost. Because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. No, no, no. See, on one hand, I'm happy he lost already because being undefeated, that doesn't mean anything really. Like, it's better to get his first loss out of the way now, but it shouldn't happen to Cody. And here's why. Remember, way back then, when AEW first started, Cody Rhodes challenged Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship. And the stipulation in that match was, if Cody lost, he can never challenge for the world title again. And he kept that promise, though. But Okay, yes. But the problem is, why is he beating guys that could potentially end up challenging for the title? And if he can't get ranked. That's and, my point. And that's where I come into when I said at the start. He's giving me Triple H vibes. This is worse than Triple H because at least Triple H was world champion a bunch. Cody can't become world champion. So that makes it worse. He can't be in the main event. So he's now taking that shit out on everybody else. So if I can't, so pretty much if I can't be in the main event, neither can hmm. you, motherfucker. That's what he's doing. He's pulling out the golden shovel and having fun with it. That's all it is right now. There's no reason he that Malachi Black should have lost to Cody. I don't care what anybody says. He shouldn't. If anything, he probably he could have lost to Pac or something to have Pac, you know, jump straight to the title picture because he he's been underrated in AEW for a while. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't really won any gold. But that's his fault. I know it's his fault because his dumbass doesn't want to live in the states, right? Yeah. But. He should have never lost to Rose, bro. And the problem now, is, the problem is, I don't think Cody wants to be healed. I think he wants to keep pushing this babyface persona he got. 
I don't think he wants to turn heel, and that's the problem. So, Malachi Black posted something on his Instagram that said that, like, you had to dig deep and become everything you hate, blah, 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 something like that. So he won in the end, right? Mm-hmm. If they tell that on TV, then fine. I'll get over this. But that was an Instagram post. That means nothing. I need to see that on TV. If Cody continues to be the ultra baby face, this was a waste of time. And that, that's what I'm saying. Who does it benefit? Because it doesn't benefit nobody. Because he doesn't it benefits want Cody's to... ego. That's what exactly exactly because he doesn't want to be healed. He wanted to turn this into a heroic win to try to keep pushing this babyface persona. And again, I trust AEW. Okay, so I I trust that this is just, you know, this isn't the end just yet. There's at least one more part to this saga. I have faith. They haven't let me down that much. 10, 90% of the time, they're a success. 10%, fine, it's been a failure. This better not be part of that 10%. I hope not. I honestly hope not. They can't let us down with this. At full gear, I expect Cody to eat a huge black mass and go down for a three count. Seriously. Because he took this black mass, he went to the ropes, but then he got right back up. And that's what I was saying. I think they ran out of time. That's why the ref was telling yeah, them to do that. I didn't like it. You know, he got right back up after that. But I hope he takes a massive, massive black mask, bro. Just lays out just like the way Brian did with Suzuki's elbow. Just like that. Before the three count. And like I said, I have faith because for all I know, this is they're playing us like a fucking fiddle, probably. Okay. For all I know. Cody is going to turn heel, and he's going to be the second program for Hangman. He's going to take away that stipulation. He's going to challenge Hangman. Because the moment Cody turns heel, you best believe he's going to be the biggest heel in the company. And Hangman it's, it's is currently the biggest time. baby face in the company. Exactly. So it's about time he does it. Get rid of the stipulation. Get heat that you're not, that you're not keeping your promise. Get heat that you're about to go against the biggest baby face in the company for the title. Cody could cut promos. So the, him as a heel, you already know the promos are going to be fire. His entrances is going to probably change. The whole vibe is going to be different. And I'm all down for it. But I don't think he just wants to turn heel. And that's the problem. Like I hope I said, he turns we'll heel. I hope, I hope they hit us with a, a massive swerve and he turns heel at full gear. He should have turned heel here, but whatever. But he still should have turned heel by... Aren't getting in his face, you know, after talking the, yeah, after the loss, yeah, that you saw, blah blah, you let then him beat you again, up. and then he hits him with a crossroads, exactly. That would have been a bro, that ending would have would have topped it, it would have put the icing on the cake for this episode. Now, I'm not gonna be a fanboy here, I'm not gonna say that Black is buried or anything stupid like that, he's not. But he should sit in the lost. Should have. Not to Cody, at least. Not to anybody right now. But, yeah. Yeah, so that was Dynamite and Rampage. Like I said, really good shows, but that ending left such a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, like, I give it. I give the whole show an 8 out of 10. Uh, yeah, same. 
So before we go, there's one more thing I would like to discuss. And that is this rumor that's going around that supposedly after Bound for Glory, which was on Saturday, the partnership between AEW and Impact is now over. Now, the reason I want to talk about this is because I've seen some people say that the partnership was kind of a waste of time because neither party got anything out of it. And I want to get your opinion because I disagree with that statement. I, I agree that AEW didn't get anything out of it, but I think Impact, Impact got a lot definitely, out of it. Yeah. They so got they got Kenny Omega for a while. He was even more, he was on their show sometimes a bit more than he was on Dynamite. Got massive ratings, massive views because of Kenny Omega. Not to mention pay-per-view buys. Pay-per-view buys. And then, you know, Kazarian showed up. Christian showed up. It just did so much for them. But the only people from Impact to show up on AEW was the Good Brothers. If I'm not mistaken, those are the only people. Who else from Impact showed up? So Impact, Impact got Matt Hardy, the private party. They had Thunder Rosa. They got Christian, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, Kazarian, and AEW got the Good Brothers. This I wouldn't say that's a fair trade at all. It's not, because the Good Brothers was just there for no reason, anyways. It was there right. just to act like idiots. Now I would say this: most of the AEW talent that went to Impact. They're impact legends. Let's be honest. They are. But they're not current, currently in impact. So I'm still counting them as AEW. Yes. And like you said, they had Kenny Omega. He gave them ratings. He gave them pay-per-view buys. He gave them the bag. They secured and the bag. Impact gave AEW shit. A sack AEW of potatoes. Gained, AEW gained nothing from this partnership. And not that they needed to, but that's my point. They didn't need to, but only person from Impact I really, really wanted to see in AEW was Deanna Peraza. Exactly. The women's division in general. They're the only ones I care about in Impact. I wanted to see her go on a one-on-one match against Britt Baker so bad. They actually oh, pitched that. And what happened to it? That Nothing, nothing yet. The, they should have done it. What's going on earlier this week? Deanna Peraza just lost the title now to Mickey James. Ah, oh, see, so they can't even fucking do it anymore. Exactly, they can't. Now. They can't do it no more. That's what I'm saying. She lost the title to Mickey James at Bound for Glory. Jesus, is the impact that stagnant that they had Mickey James come in to be the one to beat her? Exactly, because Mickey's on fire right now with this whole. NWA and power stuff and everything, but I don't know why they gave it a title. Like I love Mickey, but damn, they couldn't find somebody you know current, a little more current to beat Diana. Who was gonna be here though in their roster? I don't even know their Isn't roster. Isn't Jordan Grace over over there? Like, yeah, is but, she a big name? I think she beat Jordan Grace, and Jordan Grace just won the that uh social media digital championship. Jeez, they, they have a social media championship. 
Oh yeah, she God. just won it. It's intergender. So I believe any male or male or female can wrestle for her, and she's the first champion. That's so corny. I hate intergender wrestling. And another person I really wanted to see from Impact in AEW was Moose. I really wanted to see him in AEW. Even if it's just for a little segment, just have him show up there. But I think he just signed a new contract with Impact, so he's probably never going to – he's not going to show up in AEW anytime soon. He just won the Impact title. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. It, on a good swerve, by the way. I mean, if if this is the end of the partnership, it went out of the bank. Christian put on a good match, lost to Alexander, and then they hit us with a swerve, basically a cash-in. And Moose won. That was dope. I'm not going to lie. That was a nice big swerve. That was fucking A1 booking right there. I don't know why they just couldn't book Moose versus Christian, though. I I don't understand. Like, I mean, they could have done it, but this was way better. This was a way better turnout. I you disagree, know? but fine. But you may disagree. This was a good... It's a good turnout. It was a good swerve. I don't like swerves, though. A swerve for a swerve is fucking stupid to me. But this swerve was good. But who does this get over, though? Moose. How? Because he should have been champion a long time ago. But they, they were so, so far from Kenny Omega's So ass. how does beating up a guy who just had a match get him more over? Because he's a heel. That's what heels do. That's what Seth Rollins did, and look what happened with him. Rollins was over before that. And Moose is, is over in Impact. Well, for a while, and then and then and he I'm went. Glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. He's over in Impact. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. But then, you know, he got he got into the tag with um big cast, and then it kind of fell off of it, but oh you already Enzo in Impact? Huh? Is Enzo in Impact? I don't think so. I don't know what the hell Enzo's doing right now. I would watch for Enzo, bro. That ass. I mean, he should. They got the uh the inspirations now. They just won the knockout tag titles. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I saw that. I'm surprised. Such an impact thing to do. <laughs> exactly. Get somebody That's... debuts, give them the championships. Why not? It's like Kenny Omega. But Kenny's a draw though. Yeah. They're not. They're not at all. I didn't even know the pay-per-view bias for this. I didn't even know how good it actually was. I was just reading it, seeing highlights. <laughs> they was scrapped. Really there was there was a lot of scrapped plans though. There was a scratch plan where Bronson Reed was supposed to show up that night. And Ooh. last minute, Bronson Reed from what NXT. What is that? From NXT. Right. I don't want he NXT. beat he beat Johnny Gargano for the um, North America title. Oh, him. Him. Gotcha, he was supposed gotcha. to, he was supposed to debut an impact, but they scrapped plans. So he never debuted it. Uh, you know, plans with Braun Strowman stalled, no agreement yet. So that was scrapped. And something with Bray Wyatt apparently was scrapped also. I don't think Bray Wyatt's actually gonna go there though. What you think he's going to AEW? Most likely. God, I hope not. I think Tony needs Bobby Fish, 
Buddy Matthews, and a couple other people should just go to Impact. Go become stars over there. <laughs> stars. Hey, they could be stars. No, they can't. It's Impact, bro. They can be anybody can be a star in Impact. They have Rich Swan freaking champion for so long. Yeah. So anybody can be a star. Leaves, but I bet you if he leaves, he won't get a pop anywhere he goes. Exactly. That's why I said anybody can be a star in Impact. But you're not a star in Impact because nobody watches Impact. You can't be a star where nobody watches. You really can't let them have their shine. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the partnership is over, which I think it is over. But you know, AEW lost in this. How? They lost in the like they didn't they didn't benefit anything from it. Oh well, I got you. But they were never gonna benefit from it though. Yeah, I think they was just there to help impact. Yeah. And it helped impact for a little bit. Now nobody's gonna watch impact now. The last well, AEW I... person they had on their show is gone now. Well, I heard like they got like uh Jay White and shit. Like what happened with that? Is he still there? Bro, I saw Jay White appear twice and haven't seen him since. Oh, that's, that's I, it's amazing. probably because I didn't watch it, but I haven't seen any news about it. You know, I he showed Suzuki he showed the over there. Uh Suzuki's actually having a match, I think tonight. They're doing like a live event and he's going against Alexander in a one-on-one match. I don't know if it's tonight or if it's for Thursday, but that should slap, bro. That should be a banger. Suzuki versus Alexander should be a banger. Yeah, it should be. Anything else you gotta say before we end this? Uh and eh, not really. Thank you for tuning in and listening to